Hello, everybody. How are you? This is Bill Williamson, and this is Sword Black Friday. This is our weekly podcast. It's Tuesday afternoon. We are getting closer to the draft. We're kind of halfway point between free, free agency started three weeks ago, and it's gotten dead, and the Raiders don't have a ton of cap room, and there's a few guys left out there, but, you know, I think they've added 24 players um, through free agency and trade, and that's including three guys they brought back from the previous regime, and one of those is um, Jonathan Hankins. I always thought that he made sense of all the defensive tackles, because this defensive tackle position for the Las Vegas Raiders is going to be the most drastically changed. I don't know if it's going to be the most drastically improved. I think that goes with the receivers. I mean, that's what you happen when you get Devontae Adams. And again, I'm still completely stunned that he's a Raider, and it's a huge changing thing. And I'm going to talk about Devontae Adams as much as we can, um, you know, throughout the course of the year. And during the season, that's going to be easy because I expect him to be dominating games. Um, but, yeah, defensive tackles so drastically changed. The Raiders' top four defensive tackles last year, and they were a deep group. It was, you know, Quentin Jefferson, Jonathan Hankins, Solomon Thomas, and Darius Phelan. Well, Thomas is the Jets. Jefferson's with the Seattle Seahawks. Phelan is likely gone. He's rehabbing an injury anyway. And Hankins came back, and I thought that he could be the one guy coming back, as I was saying a moment ago, because... He played with Patrick Graham with the New York Giants six years ago. Graham was, in fact, his position coach. So, there was familiarity and a fit. And, you know, th- this defense is changing fit up up in the front seven. It's just, it is changing fit. Different, different types of players for the most part. That's why we see all the changes of defensive tackle. That's why we see Nagakwe uh, out and Chandler Jones in guy like uh, Max Crosby, well, he plays anywhere, that guy. So that you give him a big contract extension. That's what they did. Another smart move, I thought. So, anyways, Hankins makes sense. They, they brought in uh, Nichols, and they brought in Butler, and they brought in Petco, and they'll probably draft another defensive tackle. Um, so, and then Nick Mullins, another addition, backup quarterback. I've always liked Nick Mullins. Um, you know, I, I thought he's a guy, hey, look, you got to keep three on your roster anyways. You got to have three in your program, right? So I don't know if I like him as a starter, um, but I like him as a guy on the roster. Uh, in Cleveland last year, he was the number three quarterback. So I don't know if we should be super excited as a, or call him a top level backup, but you know, he's not expensive. He's played some football games. He started 17 games. Started two games against the Raiders, of course, last year for Cleveland. As, you know, when Mayfield and uh, McCoy, I think it was, who, uh, no, Case Keenum, I believe, uh, had a, uh, were on the COVID list. And then, um, of course, he beat the Raiders in 2018 in a really embarrassing Thursday night moment for John Gruden. John Gruden sucked as the Raiders coach, didn't he? As we look back, I'm not talking about the way he left last year. He wasn't good. <laughs> you guys are in better shape. Um, I always had to bite my lip with John Gruden because it's just so many they expected, so many fans expected him to get better. I don't even know what we're talking about. It's just we brought him up. And there you go. But uh, you're better off without him. 
Um, anyways, so there, you know, you got, you got uh, Mullins, you got Garrett Gilbert behind Derek Carr. And I think that's what we're going to see. Do you draft a, a quarterback? Uh, maybe you go after one that's undrafted. Because McDaniels already said that he wants to bring in young quarterbacks. And this isn't a great quarterback draft. And you only have five draft picks. And maybe if a guy you like as an undrafted is out there, you sign him up. I, I think that's kind of the way to go. Because the draft is just limited this year with five picks. And I'm doing some exercises now. You know, do you trade... What do you do? Do you, do you stay at five? Do you stay with the five picks? Do you trade? They will trade somewhere. Uh, you know, they talk about maybe they're going to trade up. I, I've I've looked at that. I think it's if it's a specific guy that you think can really help is on the board in that maybe twenty to twenty five range. You think about giving up your your number one draft pick next year with the thinking, hey, this guy can really be a difference maker for us right now. And our our top draft pick's going to be, you know, it's going to be low next year anyways. But I don't know if that's really worth it. I would maybe consider, if I was thinking about the trade-up, trade-down, and that's what Ziegler and McDaniels and their staff is doing right now. They're going through all these exercises, just like every team is. If I'm at the Raiders and I'm at 86, I'm thinking I maybe trade down a little bit. If I think a guy that I really like there may be there. If you can get somebody to trade down, like somebody in that 90, 91, 80, 89 to 91, 92 range, if they're dying for somebody at 86 and they offer you something, I think it's worthwhile to take it because you might be able to get the same guy that you wanted three, four, five picks later and get another fifth-round pick. And now what you can do, now you have three fifth-round picks. Now what you can do, you can take number 126 in the fourth round. And you can take two of those three picks in the fifth round. Because you have 164, 165. Say you get 168, 169. You can take that 126 and say the 165, 168. And maybe get into the bottom of the third round, where I think it's going to go into the early hundred, And then you can get two third-round picks. So then you get Devontae Adams, two third-round picks, and then you don't have a fourth, um, and then you have a fifth and a seventh. Okay, it's still small, but at least you're, you've already committed to a lesser draft class. So if you can maybe get an extra third-round pick, and then have two-thirds, a fifth, and a seventh, it's super small class, but at least you're getting more potential impact. So I think that's something to think about. And, you know, there, there, I know we're not excited about the draft right now. You should be excited about Devontae Adams, of course, because that's the, that's the money shot. But the draft is going to be interesting to us. We are going to have things to write about and talk about on the draft. I, I really... I really believe that. Um, Honey Badger is in New Orleans. I think the Raiders could be a possibility for them, for him in June if he's still there, and they, you know they have that NASA up and um, that Littleton money. Maybe that there could be something there if he's still available. He's visiting. He's visiting New Orleans. His first visit. There's reports that some teams think that he's lost a step. He's only 29. He's a winner. He's a great leader. I would love to see him in that silver and black uniform. Um, but, you know, New Orleans, he's from New Orleans. 
Um, the Ray uh, NFL Network kind of described that visit today is that he's basically in town. There might be some mutual interest, but nothing is, you know, ready to crack. But who knows? Anything can happen any time. Um, Stephon Gilmore, Josh McDaniels at the owners' meetings last week said there wasn't a lot there. there I've, I've seen some teams connected to him. I think it's the Chiefs, uh, Eagles, and Bills where he originally played. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be uh, – it, it, right now, it's mostly about the draft and speculation, and, and, and we'll see how that goes. But there will be more additions to this team. There will be. And, you know, I, look at the Alabama roster. I think there's a couple guys from Alabama. Mathis, the defensive tackle. Job, a cornerback. I think those guys could fit. And, you know, the Raiders, of course, taken Alabama players the last three years in the uh, first round with Jacobs, Ruggs, and Leatherwood, of course. Well, the Patriots, where Ziegler and McDaniels come from, of course, have a history of being close to the Alabama program, too. Nick Saban and Bill Belichick are super close, super close. Josh McDaniels has a relationship with Nick Saban through that. They drafted Mac Jones in the first round last year. They got Barrymore. So they, this new regime has an Alabama fixation as well. So I don't think that out, that Crimson Tide pipeline to Las Vegas is over. It'll be interesting to see if, if that Clemson pipeline is there, like it was with uh, Gruden and Mayock. We'll see. But um, certainly the Alabama pipeline it, it is alive and well, I think. Um, we have a poll out on uh, Silver and Black Pride on would you trade Darren Waller for a first-round pick? And some people are pissed at me. That's okay. That's, you know, I put on my shoes every day and people get pissed off at me doing my job. That's okay. I, I've heard this elsewhere. It's been other. Other people are talking about it. My job for this community is to be a conversation starter and to talk about topics, whether it's comfortable or not. I don't really give a crap if it's comfortable. It's, it's football. It's not, it's not that uncomfortable anyways. Um... And let's talk about it. And I would say no. And most of the people on the poll are saying no. But you hear little rumblings. You hear little rumblings that they would trade Waller. And, you know, like I said, I'm not saying they are. I'm not saying they aren't. I'm not trying to add fuel to that rumor. It's just he's going to want to get paid at some point. they got to pay Carr. they probably got to pay Renfro. They paid Adams big. They paid Crosby big. They paid uh, Chandler Jones big. You can't always fit everybody, so it's a never-say-never never situation. I don't know. I would be surprised, but it's something to talk about, so check out that poll again. And I would have voted, I do vote on those things to kind of see, so I can see the results, basically, and I always vote what I think is, is you know, correct, not what I think is going to win, and I, and I would vote no on that, so... There you go. But, you know, hey, we always just try to keep the conversation going at Silver and Black Pride. We have a great staff with Marcus Johnson, Matt Holder, Ray Asperia, B.D. Williams on the podcast, and these guys do podcasts as well. And it's just fun. So we have a good time. We'll get closer to the draft. We'll talk to you soon. This is Bill Williamson, and this is Silver and Black Pride. You take it easy. You have fun. See ya.